We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We're here. What up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Corner Podcast. Kel Dansby here with the old man Andreas Hale. It is the final Corner Podcast Awards episode. It has been fun. Shout out to producer Cole Bebe for joining us on the wrestling one and nerding out with us to start that show. We had a blast giving out our boxing awards to start as well. That was fun. But today, it's all about MMA awards. We're going to get to the full rundown of the best fights, best moments from the UFC and other promotions. Everything counts in this year's awards. So that is going to be super fun in the middle of our show. At the end of our show, hopefully you guys stick around. Stick around through the whole thing. It's going to be fun. End of the show, we're giving out our music awards, hip-hop and R&B for the year. So decided to do that. Close this one out right with a fun crazy conversation because I know the old man has completely different tastes than me and give out those music awards to finish this show but we're going to start off with music as well you know where we're going with this Dre I know and probably by this point I would say it's outdated but this is a timeless conversation now because people lost their damn mind Jay-Z came out and said nobody nobody is standing on a stage with him for verses He's crushing everyone. Yeah. I don't understand why that's so hard for people to grasp. <laughs> I don't, I don't know either. This is to me, this is pretty easy. Um, he's the best rapper ever. Like it's, you know, it's not even just that it's the, uh, the catalogs too deep. And it's, it's like what we've learned in verses is like song choice and things of that nature. But Jay-Z is, he is relevant with young fans he's relevant with the old heads he's relevant with the pop culture like the mainstream radio people he's relevant with the streets and the backpackers he's relevant with everybody how do you beat somebody that has something for literally everyone you can't who's gonna beat him somebody give me an example I, wait, wait, not somebody, because if I ask that, there's people yelling at this show right now because they've been yelling <laughs> at me. Little Wayne will give Jay-Z a run for his money. No, he won't. No, I mean, the catalog's deep. Again, when you go when you go 20 for 20, a lot of people stand a chance of not being embarrassed. 
Yeah. I don't think anyone can beat him. But if now we're arguing who's not going to get embarrassed in 20 songs, okay, Wayne won't get embarrassed. Cool. Yeah, a lot of people, well, I mean, nobody will get dipset it, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like Jada wouldn't get embarrassed if we didn't see Jada. Because we now know, like, Jada got a strong 20, 30 in the bag. But they, they just ain't touching Jays. No. Like, somebody was like, uh, let me see. I'm trying to think of all the people that they came up with that they said could be, you know, give Jay a run. Drake? So I've heard, yeah, somebody said Drake. And I was like, no, because Drake don't get the, he doesn't have the respect of, like, the streets like that. And he doesn't have the respect of the, like, the, the, the rapping ass rappers, even though Drake could rap. But he doesn't, he has the benefit of being in a different generation. So he has the people who don't really know Jay like that, like that, where you play reasonable doubt and it'd be like, oh, this is whack compared to Tuscan leather. But the problem is, is like, all right. So what we've also learned of verses is versus attracts a certain audience depends depending on who's on that stage. Yep. People that are watching Jay-Z at a versus know Jay-Z shit. And mm-hmm. and if Jay-Z and if you if for whatever reason. There's certain songs that you don't know of Jay, like if you're, you're 20 years old and you're like, I've never heard Reasonable Doubt. I guarantee you as something that you've heard, like there's something there and you can have a, like a Drake versus. But I think at the end of the day, like this is the God MC for a lot of people, he, even though he's not Rakim. But like when it comes to everything like Drake, like Jay-Z could play songs that he did with Drake. Yeah. Right. He could play Pound Cake and people be like, that's a Jay-Z song because Jay-Z had the better verse. <laughs> like like it's just people would I, argue I against you on that i i think go, so go but people it. would argue against you they don't like the cake 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 part but whatever yeah sure you know whatever you can argue with me if you want to but I, it's just the, the the fact of the matter is that nobody beats jay-z in the verses uh somebody said buster rhymes i was like get the fuck out of here oh, and i love buster yeah i love and, buster and he got joints but like scenario all that like you're gonna run thin around not even thin but you just can't match the quality once you hit song 14 through 20. Yeah, it, I mean, dude, Jay-Z, had, Jay-Z could go 50 deep. Good luck keeping up with him. Easy. I watched the Jay-Z B-Sides concert. It's on YouTube right now. Free. It's an hour and a half of B-Sides. And yeah. I swear to God to you, those, those are all hits. They're all hood classics, all classics like in the catalog. I'm just like, what? These are B-Sides? Incredible. Uh- Nobody can beat this man in a versus. Just it's just even if you don't like Jay Z, you have to respect him. You don't have to like him, but as soon as you hear "Hard Knock Life," you're like, "Oh yeah, that was a hit." Then people and what I was trying to tell people is that it ain't just like Busta. The bulk of his career is really guest spots. If we want to be completely honest with Busta, solo albums were cool. But it's where he shows up on other people's shit where he shows out. People forget Jay-Z's guest spots. Sorry. Like Money Cash Hoes wasn't on his album. Yes, it was. Was it? Yeah. He did a Money guest Cash- spot on a Rough Riders album. He's he's done. I mean, he did one of my favorite guest spots is, is him on Blackout on DMX's album. Oh, yeah. He murdered it. The murdered the mace drum dutter the gun butcher. Like, I mean, Jay-Z could pull out. Best of me with Maya. People Fire. forget about this shit. Fuego. Like it, it, it just doesn't stop. He got when the Mariah joint. That was crazy. That's what I'm saying. It, it's not. 
it's that people for, think it's just like solo catalog. But I was like, y'all got to remember, like Jay-Z was bodying everybody else's shit, too. Body Beyonce tracks. Like, come on. He bodied those early Beyonce tracks. Just just name songs with Jay-Z. Like, you can go through the solo catalog, and that's deep enough. But then you just start seeing them pop up on other people's stuff. Damn, Pharrell or, fronting. That was huge. And, and that was one of the songs I was like, yo, y'all forgot. Fronting? <laughs> fronting is massive. Massive Jay-Z song. Matt, like, he doesn't... Again, you don't have to like everything in his catalog. Yes, Kingdom Come was a dud. But, oh, my God, is a joint. <laughs> like, I don't yeah. care what you say. Even I mean, I'm a fan of albums, Beach Chair. <laughs> so, like, I, I got tracks on there that I can listen to. But it's, it, he wouldn't even have to play it. He, like, he doesn't have to touch Kingdom Come. Like, he could just go around it. He could play three or four songs off of Volume 1, a couple songs off of Reasonable Doubt. He can go into American Gangster, Rock Boys. Like, he does, there's so much stuff that he could leave on the table. Your favorite rapper can't do that. Drake doesn't have a ton. Like, he has a ton of hits, but it's different. Yep. Like, we've learned with Jada. It's different when you're on that stage rocking those joints. Performance counts. Like, yeah, how are you going to upstage Jay? And then, honestly, if Jay wants to bring guests, who's telling him no? You don't think Rihanna's showing up? Yeah, to do Umbrella? To do Umbrella? Or run this town? You don't think Kanye's coming? Right. Watch the throne? Like, there's... Boy. Hey, the you, I mean, you don't concert, have to. He brought out Siegel and Freeway? Right. You don't, you don't think Face shows up? Like, dude... Come on. Uh, you think he's not going to do what we do? <laughs> what we do is, yo, that shit crushed the B-Size concert. But imagine Face showing up. Yeah, I'm just as saying. As soon as Scarface hits the, hits the stage, it's over. It can't be life. It's over. There's no answer for that. Nobody got that in their catalog. No, you, you pull Beyonce on the stage, you win. <laughs> like, you have Beyonce and Rihanna on stage, you win. You yeah. win. Look, man, Drunken Love, you win. <sighs> Crazy. Hey, you want, guess what? I did the remix to Bitch Don't Kill My Vibe. Let's pull Kendrick up. Who going to call Jay-Z and say, I ain't got time for you today, Jay? He got joined with Future. What, what genre do you want to go to? Pick a genre. It ain't, <laughs> it ain't fair. It's just not fair. So, yeah, nobody's nobody. Is beating Jay Z in the verses at all? He got the raw strength recently. He's not going to botch his own playlist. He's not going to botch his own playlist. He ain't going to Kanye shit. Like, look, we got kind of like an impromptu what people call was a verses with Kanye and Drake at the Larry Hoover concert, where I guess this did nothing for Larry Hoover because I don't think anybody left that going. Hey, we should free Larry Hoover. I don't think that should happen. (laughs) But Kanye went to his bag of hits, and I and I went back and watched it. I was like, man, Kanye was playing some joints. And people are like, well, he body Drake in the verses with what Drake did, but Drake didn't treat that shit like a versus. Drake treated that shit like I'm a guest and I'm going home. Yep. Right. But song choice wise, like I don't, I don't think any like Jay Z could pick songs out of a hat and beat people. It doesn't matter. I don't, I don't know why people argue this shit. People are silly. He just showed up and said something, and now people got really upset. It was like a passing comment, and he said a sentence, and people have gone wild with it. Yeah, it's just. The comment was a hundred percent factual. As long, I just need people to recognize that a hundred percent factual. Someone, yo, Nas. Oh, Nas would be Jay Z in the verses. 
No, he wouldn't. Excuse me? Not a chance. I love Illmatic, but he got to play seven out of the nine tracks on there to have a chance. I mean, not only that, it's a versus. I've seen Nas perform live hmm, seven, eight times. He's not my favorite live. But it's not only that. Is Nas going to remember the lyrics? He barely remembers the lyrics to one mic. He'd be getting too saucy. He'd be wasted on stage. Bruh, it's not... Again, I love Nas. Illmatic is better than is the best album, better than any Jay Z album, in my opinion. That's one album. The catalog ain't that deep, and it's deep. I mean, don't get because people are like, well, what about King's Disease one and two, and you know, Magic just dropped, which Magic is incredible. But no, hey, Nas, what's Nas gonna do? Uchiwali? No thanks. Yeah, he's not beating Jay. Nah, the hits aren't there. Like the no, the hits are hits. Yeah, the these last two, three albums, great, right? Like him and Hit Boy found something. But they haven't found is super commercial blockbuster hits. Not he that just, I want that from them. That's why, that's what I'm saying. You can't fault Jay for having something for literally everyone. Like I go back and listen to Drug Dealers Anonymous with him and Pusha often because he bodied that shit. But you can't blame him for it. But when it comes to a versus, that's where the upper hand is. He has something for everybody. Nas has never really been able to make a really big. I mean, you know, if I rule the world was big. But for the most part, it just feels like Nas is out of his skin trying to make songs that don't fit him. Hey, you owe me. That's not a banger. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't want to hear that shit in the verses. At you can all. hate me now. Yeah. Yeah. You can hate me. now. It's cool. But. Jay-Z's got bigger singles. What does it beat? Nothing. Jay-Z can play from You Hate Me Now. He can play anything off a black album and crush that. Dude, like I said. Are you not entertained? Because, like, you got to do something epic, right? Yeah. So, like, you just play What More Can I Say. Like, are you not entertained? Like, crushes that shit. Yeah, that's what I also failed to mention. When you talk about something for everyone, is like, Jay-Z has, like, Oh, I'm wearing my headphones walking down the street with my backpack in Queens. And then he has, oh, I'm performing in front of 80,000 people in the stadium music. He has both of those. Your favorite rapper doesn't really have that. He has anthems, stadium bangers. Like the Watch the Throne album, it's not my favorite album. But you play Niggas in Paris? Oh, uh, yeah. Good luck beating that. <laughs> It ain't even my favorite song. Like, I'm not even a big fan. I've never was a big fan of that song. Never. But I knew what it did to people. I knew what it did to people. (laughs) So you play Otis? Like, yeah, you play Otis? I didn't like Otis that much, though. But But, but I'm saying, what does it do to people when you play it? True. That's what it's all about. um, Nas doesn't have that. Nas doesn't have that. No Church in the Wild was fucking bananas. This, This is one album we're talking about. I love Nas. I, I love Nas. But a lot of things that I like out of Nas, you play it in the stadium and it ain't hitting the same. I think I love halftime. Halftime ain't rocking no stadium. No, 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 no. Jay-Z found the formula early on how to make hip hop stadium music. Yeah, he knows what he's doing. Like no, no, Wayne BMX. don't even have that. No, I love I, I don't even love Wayne. Let me stop lying. I'm not the biggest Wayne fan like everybody else. But. But I know Wayne and how important he has been to this industry. 
Wayne doesn't have it like Jay does. Wayne could beat a lot of people. Just not Jay-Z. That's okay. It's okay yeah. to not be Jay-Z. I mean, Wayne got some joints. Like, Lollipop is huge. He got, no, Wayne's like got a lot not. of joints. Wayne's yeah, got a but, lot of joints, but it ain't beating Jay. That's all. No, no one. Just because the, the guest list back and forth for Jay and against Jay, and we're not even talking about the early stuff. Because, again, like, um, Hard Not Life, all that, there's huge hits. Big Pimpin', there's huge hits before, kind of towards the earlier J. If we're just talking Black Album on, it's hard to match the guest star power of Rihanna, Beyonce, uh, Mariah Carey. Like, he has hits with the biggest of names. Biggest. Like, who are you going to bring out, Chris Brown? And I like Chris Brown. But like, if that's if that's your go-to, like you don't got a Beyonce in the tuck. You don't got five songs with Rihanna. Dog, he could bring out Eminem, even though Eminem bodied him on his own shit. He could bring out Eminem for Red and Gay. Yeah, he probably. I mean, he probably shouldn't have jumped. He on probably that. shouldn't. He probably I mean, shouldn't. But he could. Royce bodied that shit too. Like it was didn't have to be touched. But none, nonetheless, you were you know, right. You know what Jake? You know what Jake could do just for shits and giggles? Just rap Dre's verse to still Dre. Yeah, he could have all the shit he wrote on there. <laughs> yes, he could. you not beat this man. You not like beat this man. You all not this, uh, beat this man. You're not. The ghost pen is crazy. He got real songs with big, no made up shit. Like, what yeah. do you do when he plays a real song with big? Mm, you it's lose. Over. It's Hello over. To we can so, move on from this because anybody listening to this show and it's not been convinced yet and you're going to go in my like mentions and be like, yo, I got somebody. No, you don't. I'm not listening to you. No, no, that's that's ridiculous. The only other thing I want to say before we hit the break, though, is for argument's sake, I sent you just like you sent me oh before the last God. show. That's I sent funny. you this graphic. And yeah. people put together not songs. An album for album list. In order, I don't even understand between this. Nas and Jay Z, and set and did like an album style verses, but you got to go in order. So it was like obviously one Illmatic, one Reasonable Doubt, two. Why do you have to wait? Question: Why do you have to go in order? That's the way they set it up on the graphic. I don't know. What That's to bullshit. I'm explaining dumb, it to the but- people. Yeah, but it's not best album versus best album. Again, if they went best album versus best album. Nas doesn't have arguably five classics like Jay-Z does. No, but I'm just saying, I don't understand why people create these, like, you can't do an album versus, first of all. It doesn't make any fucking sense. <laughs> like, you can't do it, because first of all, verses and songs, nobody goes down the list. Well, this is my first single. This is my, They don't do that in verses. You pick a song. So if we did an album for album verses, why would it be in order? That, wouldn't, that doesn't make any sense. It's stupid. Anyway, this is how they set it up. And I saw people say, Nods, you can only go through 17 because they only have 17 now. Because and Nods has since released King's Disease 2 and Magic. Can't count those. Jay-Z doesn't have an album 18, 19. But when you go one through 17, I've seen people say Jay wins 9-8 or Nas wins 9-8. Get the, get the fuck out of here. It ain't close. Nas, <laughs> I gave Nas five albums. 
if I have to go in order, and I'll just tell you the ones, and you can tell me if you agree or disagree, where I gave Nas in terms of him beating Jay. And I did no ties. I gave Nas one for Illmatic versus Reasonable Doubt. Of course. Illmatic's my favorite rap album of all time. But if I could give a tie, that's damn near close. I gave Nas It Was Written versus In My Lifetime Volume 1. That that in in as time has passed, it's become tougher for me. I you really my, like that album outside yeah, of two really, tracks. Yeah, uh, once I rip the bullshit out, like I completely strip it. It's to me like his highs on in my lifetime volume one are bigger than Nas's in my eyes. It, it was written, and that's gonna sound like blasphemy to a lot of people who think it was written. It was better than Elmatic, which is still crazy. Those people to me. are ridiculous. <laughs> so, but when I compare those, like Lucky Me, like. I, I like it was written, but I don't go back to it that much. I go back to in my lifetime. I just get past the bullshit. But I was like, yo, Jay had some of his best moments on now. He was just forced, forced himself to make some bullshit. But all right, fine. If you want to give it was written over in my lifetime, fine. Go. For That's it. two off the bat. Bum, bum. Uh, the firm. No, I am. No, Nostradamus. No, Mm-mm. it will. QB finest. Mm-mm. No. Now we get to seven. Illmatic versus Blueprint 2. Stillmatic versus Blueprint 2. Excuse yeah, me, Stillmatic versus Blueprint 2. Yes, if you, if that, in nobody order. Would, yeah, that's fine. Stillmatic is a better album than Blueprint 2. Sure. Cool. I didn't give this one. This is a toss up. The Lost Tapes, which they count. The Lost Tapes versus Best of Both Worlds. I would give Lost Tapes over Best of Both Worlds. But see, this is what I'm saying. It's like, this is, this is weird because you're counting like joint albums and putting them in this timeline. It's this yeah. is stupid. This is really dumb that Very we're even odd. doing this, but go ahead. Um, then it goes Godson, no, Streets Disciple, no, hip hop is dead, no. Hip hop is dead goes head to head with Kingdom Come. And I chose Kingdom Come. I, I choose I don't care. Um <laughs> there's no ties. <laughs> no ties. Um, Untitled versus American Gangster, no. Distant relatives, no. Life is good. I could see versus people Washington giving throne, no. I, I could see people giving distant relatives over uh, Blueprint. Blueprint three. three. Yeah, I could see that. I wouldn't. I don't wouldn't do it, but I could see that because distant relatives was a re- surprisingly good album that nobody expected. Yeah, I didn't I fuck see with that. it like that. And life then, is good over Watch Throne. I could see that too. Oh, so you can see how Nas can get up to eight because you're you're legit. Be like, okay, I can give him eight. I could see it. I don't. I was agree at with five. It. That I puts could, him at I seven. could see it. Like I could see life is good. I could see distant relatives. I could see stillmatic. That's three. Life is good is not beating Watch the Throne. So that's out of here. I could see it. I could see it. I don't agree with it, but I could see the hardest Nas fan because Life is Good came out and blindsided a lot of people because Nas. I has, thought it was had dope. Been, Nas has been feeding us mundane bullshit in this one. <laughs> like it's great because now I get to finally explain my Manny Pacquiao comparison in a minute. That people are like I don't get it. I'm gonna explain it after I'm done with this. But there was like all this mundane shit. And then he hit us with life is good. And we were like, oh, yeah, Nas is dope. That's kind of what life is good is. And I can see it going up against Watch the Throne because Watch the Throne is it's an underwhelming album, but it's still good. It wasn't what it was. We thought it was supposed to be, but still really good. So there's those people out there going to go. It wasn't as good as I expected it to. And life is good is better than I expected it to be. So I could see somebody doing that. I wouldn't, but I could see it. Yeah, based on expectations, I understand that argument. Playing them both back to back right now and letting the music breathe, no, 
I, I still mean, think Watch the Throne is better. I'm not doing it. I'm just saying I can see no. how somebody could do it. The only one I dislike on Watch the Throne is the one with Beyonce. I think that song is atrocious. Everything yeah, else I rock out to. Um, yeah, and then Nasir versus Magna Carta, Holy Grail. I kind of like Magna Carta, Holy Grail better. Nasir sucks. Yeah, so um, Lost Tapes 2 versus 444. No, 444 nope. is damn near a classic. And then King's Disease versus Everything is Love, King's Disease. Yeah. So, I mean, I gave Nas five. You would argue he can get seven. Yeah, if you really wanted to. If It's still 10 to seven. If you really wanted to do it that way, I'd yeah, never without do mixing it, it up. No, because if you mixed it up, it'd be a boat race. Yeah, because it like if if Nas, let's just say, say it was the versus battle. Let's let's like fantasize how this shit could happen. It's dumb. <laughs> but let's say Nas gets on stage and performs Illmatic, right? And I'm Jay-Z. Am I performing reasonable doubt? No, I'm not. You know I'm performing? Kingdom come. I'm taking that L. Yeah, <laughs> I'm saving my reasonable doubt. Like, what are you nuts? You're just gonna yo, you're just gonna take the round off. Feel yeah, out I'm the just, opponent. <laughs> yo, I'm taking the round off. You play Illmatic. I would never play anything that's close to my best shit. I am playing Kingdom Come. You're not going to take away. No, yeah, because there's nothing that's taking away Illmatic. No, so. because now guess what happens? Nothing on this list beats Reasonable Doubt. After Illmatic, uh, nothing. nothing else. <laughs> not one album. Nothing. So it's like I'm saving my Reasonable Doubt. Like you play your Stillmatic. All right, cool. I'm playing Blueprint. Good luck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. It's like, yo, you're not beating Blueprint with Stillmatic. Stillmatic was really good. It was great. It was really good. Not better than Blueprint. No. And there's, so, Jay-Z has a lot of those where it's like, okay, what are you pulling out next? Because you don't got shit that's the Black album. No, it's like, all right, what are you pulling out here? Oh, you're playing Nostradamus? Oh, all right, I'll play Blueprint 2. Yeah. Right? <laughs> we'll give it a toss. <laughs> yeah, and I'll but still like, beat you. Still but, beat you know, you. I'm not going to unload my heavy guns on you. But Outside of Illmatic and not this recent stretch of albums, which based on this couldn't even be included, that you're not beating Jay. Like Nas is not beating Jay Z. So you want to hear my Manny Pacquiao com- comparison? You want to see yes. whether this makes sense? So I said it. I said Nas is the Manny Pacquiao hip hop. Some people are like I get it, and I was like I don't even know if you do. You're just agreeing with me. Cool. Some people they they kind of saw it. Some people are like I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Here it is. When Manny Pacquiao arrived on the scene. In the States, he had already had this career. So we're not, I'm going completely bypassing his, his early career in the Philippines as a flyweight and all that shit. But his rampage through divisions was not as Illmatic and it was written, right? Like him just clobbering people was like, oh my God, he's unbeatable. That's how he looked. Manny Pacquiao looked like the people was like, oh, he's going to fuck Floyd up. You remember those years? Yep. That's Illmatic was it, it was written. Then... From the firm, I am Nostradamus. Eh, Stillmatic. There's this middle part of Manny Pacquiao's career where Manny Pacquiao wasn't doing Manny Pacquiao things anymore. He wasn't knocking people out. He was his life. He gave his life to God. And he, <laughs> all these things happened where even though it is part of Manny Pacquiao, but he wasn't doing the things that we expected him to do in the ring anymore. He was still winning fights. He's still relevant. But he's fighting Jesse Vargas. Right. Going to a decision. Like, what the fuck are you doing? That's what Nostradamus, I am, QB finest, all them shits were pretty much treading water. And then he, like Nas's Nasir is Manny Pacquiao fighting Jeff Horn without Freddie Roach with Boo Boy in his corner. Yeah, because, all bad. 
you thought just like man, man Nas thought, I don't, you know, I don't need Primo. I don't need Salam Remy. I don't, I don't, I'm just gonna everybody thinks I should work with Kanye, so I'm gonna do this shit with Kanye. Manny Packers like, I don't need Freddie. I'm gonna go <laughs> fight this guy Jeff Horn in Australia. I should still beat him. I boo boy's good enough, right? No, he's not. You learn real quick, like, nope, that you were completely out of yourself making that non-seer album. And Manny was completely out of himself to the point where it was like, man, maybe you should retire. <laughs> right? It was like to that point when Nas too was like, ah, maybe you don't have it anymore. And then Manny Pacquiao fought Keith Thurman after Lucas Matisse, right? Yeah. Fought Keith Thurman. Sorry, fought Adrian Broner first. <laughs> and then and then he was back. Like he fought Adrian Broner, and we were like, oh, that's the old Manny. Nas dropped King's disease. Oh, that's the Nas that we know. Yeah. He fought Keith Thurman. Knocked down Keith Thurman in the first round. That's King's disease, too. Oh, yeah. That motherfucker's good. But the thing is, I did not include the Floyd Mayweather fight in here for a reason. But the thing is, is that when Manny found himself again and was looking really good as an older version of himself who looked like he enjoyed fighting again, that's what Nas has been doing with King's disease and magic with Hit Boy. The thing is, though, as good as it is, he'll never reclaim the Illmatic magic. There will never be the Manny Packer that beat the shit out of Oscar De La Hoya. That person's gone because he's older now. But the fact that he enjoys what he's doing makes this this is the Manny Pacquiao part of his career. The middle of Manny Pacquiao's career, that 10 years he went without a knockout, after he knocked out Miguel Cotto, he didn't knock anybody out for 10 years. That's crazy. That's bananas. I mean, Floyd went on like a, a no knockout streak too. And his one knockout was not uh, necessarily impressive. No, but at the same time, but we never expected that out of Floyd, right? We knew what Floyd was. He's a tactician. Manny, like Illmatic was Nas. And then we started getting shit that was not Illmatic. And not that we necessarily expected it, but we started getting Nas doing radio shit. And that's what I felt like the middle of Manny's career was. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Why are you letting Jesse Vargas survive? Why are you letting Joshua Clotty survive? What are you doing here? What's going on? Timothy Bradley? Like, if, if it was the old Manny, he'd have beat the shit out of Timothy Bradley. Even though he won those fights, to, to our eyes, shouldn't have got that close. No. Manny Pacquiao was staying relevant, doing things that Manny Pacquiao doesn't really do well. And it was like, I'm not going to knock people out. And, you know, maybe if you really want to argue it, maybe Nasir was more Manny Pacquiao getting knocked out by Marquez. I don't know if you want to make that comparison. But uh, it was like, is it that bad? I mean, Pacquiao Nasir was, was actually doing very well. No, I'm talking about the knockout because Manny was actually doing pretty well before he got flat. Yeah, he was, you know, and maybe, you know, maybe Marquez was juice of the gills. You know, that's neither here nor there. Yeah, I mean, but the, the guy looked ginormous. Yeah, I mean... Go like, if you go back and watch the fat fight and look at Marquez's back. That's all I, I tell people. Look at his back. That shit ain't normal. But he knocked out Manny. Whatever, whatever. But the fact remains is that Manny Pacquiao stayed relevant through a middle part of his career that was really stagnant. Nas remained relevant through a middle part of his career that was really stagnant. Untitled, hip hop is dead, streets disciple. I mean, Nostradamus. Ugh. I am, but you look at these albums, and these were not great albums. Like these were not memorable performances. 
Manny Pacquiao went through the middle of a career without like a truly memorable performance, but he was still here. Nas did the same thing. And then Manny remembered like, oh, I'm that guy. And then he started fighting and we were like, oh, yeah, Keith Thurman fight because we didn't pick him to beat Keith. No. A lot of people thought he was going to get stopped. We didn't expect that shit to happen, but he did it. And he reminded us of who he was. And when he fought Adrian Broner, when he fought Keith Thurman, he looked like a guy who was having fun doing what he loves. Nas right now looks like he's having more fun or sounds like he's having more fun in his, than he has in his entire career. He was out of character. For all those years, but he's that good that out of character is still better than like 75% of the people in the industry. That's Manny the Pacquiao, yeah, Manny Pacquiao being out of character was still better than a whole lot of people, right? Like, yeah, I hate Uchi Wally when I talk about Nas. Yeah, I, I don't like uh, I Am, but Nas is like his on I Am. Oh, yeah, that guy's still there, but it's not the same. And Manny Pacquiao was the same way, like when he fought, trying to think, when he fought Margarito and he damn near punched Margarito's eye out of his head. I was like, oh, yeah, the guy's still there. But for some reason, it ain't the same. Do you remember, like, do you remember any Manny Pacquiao's performances after, like, the Cotto fight? Like, what's his best fight? Dracoto? Hmm? Bradley 2? I mean, Thurman's probably his best performance after. But... And how many years was that? 10? <laughs> like, look, look, I, I'm looking it up right now. He dropped him in the first, so, and that was 2019. Yeah, so I got to be 10. So Cotto knocked out, was knocked out by Pacquiao on November 14, 2009. 2009, yeah. yeah. Pacquiao knocked out Hatton, De La Hoya, David Diaz, Miguel Cotto. That was like his Illmatic. That was like, I'm here. I'm better than everybody. You can't fuck with me. Then this is what happens. This is his I am, Nostradamus, so on and so forth. Joshua Clotty, Antonio Margarito, Shane Mosley, which a lot of people forgot about that fight. Uh, the, the decision he won over Marquez, where Mosley was like, he ain't win that fight. That was three. Tim Bradley, when he lost. Yeah. Marquez, four, where he got knocked out. Brandon Rios, who somehow went the distance. Timothy Bradley, who he beat up by decision, wasn't a terribly fun fight. Chris Algieri, who he went the distance with. That's the ugly one. Then that's the fight that got Even him. Though Chris Algieri was better back then, but still. I mean, he, he you know he beat Provodnikov, and people were surprised by that. But he beat Algieri, but it wasn't like one of the. But that's the fight that got him the Mayweather fight, which is crazy when you think about. Manny should have fought Floyd after he killed Miguel Cotto and Ricky Hatton, but he didn't. So he spent the next part of his year Timothy Bradley, Jesse Vargas, he lost to Jeff Horn. Then he found himself. He knocked out Matisse. Beat Broner, beat Thurman, and then he lost to Ugas. Nas hasn't gotten to his Ugas moment yet. Hasn't happened. Probably won't. He'll probably go out on his own terms. But that stretch for 10 years, just under 10 years, without a knockout, that ain't Manny Pacquiao. Nas for 10 years, almost not 10. I won't say 10. Well, shit, maybe. It was close to 10. It was <laughs> with, close to 10. You're with a bunch of throwaway albums. Like all these albums, like you would find songs. You're like, I like that song. I like that song. But for the most part, ain't nobody bumping them albums down. No, still Matic came in between arguably what? That's damn near 14 years of mediocrity. And that's crazy. And people are going to be mad when I say this stuff, too, because they're going to like, you saying now this is mediocre? Yeah. 95 through 2009 was mediocrity outside of still Matic. 
like, yes, I'm going to say that. You're not going to, like, Lost Tapes was not a Nas album. It was a bunch of shit they should have put out. Yeah, it's a bunch of Lost Tapes. That doesn't even yeah. count. <laughs> like, God's, like, if you're going to really argue with me about Godson, don't do it. Nobody listens to Godson now. God, because you know what? All these years, and this is where there's a difference. Like, Manny still had Freddie, in, but for whatever reason, Freddie couldn't get through to Manny. Nas was just jumping around the producers. Like, Nas was having Eminem. Like, it was just bad production after bad production. Streets Disciple? Yeah, it was, it was all right. Album. It was too goddamn long. But who remembers this shit? There's my comparison. And if you're if you if you don't get it by now, I don't know what to tell you. But that's <laughs> that's my comparison. Because he, he stayed relevant even when he wasn't doing his best work. Other people would be out of here. But he's still cut above everybody else. He's still Nas. I love Nas. But yeah, it's not until King's Disease 1, 2, and now Magic that I'm just like, oh, that's the Nas I know. That's the guy who makes sense. Thank you, Hit Boy, for saving Nas. That's the thing. Like, it's kind of like with boxing. Like, you you go and there's magic between trainers sometimes. Right? And, and you have this magic when you start and then you switch it up and then you're not the same person. But there have been plenty of boxer that, like, you know what? I'm going to switch up my trainer for the last stretch of my career and they find something. Yeah. And Nas is, is done. He, he found the perfect person to let him be Nas and to give him confidence to be Nas. So nah, yeah, hundred percent agree. Um, let's hit our break. Cause we have tons of awards to give out tons more hip hop and R and B to talk about. This is going to be fun. This is where we get into the nuts and bolts of the award show. You guys don't go anywhere. MMA awards are next. And then hip hop and R&B after that to close the show. Be right back after this. Hey, everyone, it's Lindsay Rhodes, and I've got a new podcast, the NFL Road Show. Fun and kind of nerdy conversation about the NFL every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. I've got some amazing guests that are joining me. I'll be breaking the huddle with the top stories, previewing games. We'll get you set for the weekend fantasy with our Fantasy Friday episodes, and we'll answer some of your questions as well. So subscribe to the NFL Roadshow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, everybody, we are back. Time to hand out our awards for MMA. Dre, these were probably a little easier than our boxing awards, but I forgot how much happened in MMA this year. Last February, March seems like a lifetime ago. I forgot Conor McGregor fought this year. Twice. Twice? Crazy. So, yeah, it's... um. Wait, did he fight twice this year? Was it January and summer? He broke his leg in the summer? Yeah. I feel like it. Yeah, yeah. January, summer, because then I was like, oh, he'll be back by the end of the year. And you're like, oh, get the hell out of here. That was definitely a summertime conversation. So that being said, that means Poirier fought three times this year. Crazy. Yeah. With all of that, we're going to start off fighter of the year. Men's fighter of the year. I think this one's pretty easy. I'll lead. Mine is Kamaru Usman. Yes, it's it's Kamaru Usman. I mean, the guy fought all like he fought everybody again. 
Yeah, and he and ascended. <laughs> yeah, and he ascended arguably to the number one spot in the pound for pound list. If you eliminate John Jones because of an activity, which you should, it's Marl Usman, it's best fight in the world. Crazy. Agreed. Who who would have thought this shit a few years ago? Not me. I mean, we probably should have saw it coming. I still I still didn't think that Kamaru Usman would be the best fighter in the world. I didn't think this. Because the striking was still remember when he you know he came in from the ultimate fighter and he was like wrestler and people thought he was boring. He didn't knock anybody out for a long ass time. Yeah, he was very boring to start. Yeah, then it's like he found his hands, you know, he beat Tyron Woodley, you know, he, he Covington, Masvidal, Burns, like yo, that's a guy who's in the world now. That's a guy who changed camps and it made yeah. a huge difference. Oh, yeah. That you know. You make little changes go a long way. But yeah, Usman yeah. 100% fire of the year. I don't even know if there's the only runner up that is plausible is Charles Oliveira. Yeah, but only two fights this year, both amazing fashion. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. That's the only other person I would give this to. Agreed. Um, but it's Kamaru Usman. Yeah. And then fighter of the year, women's. This, this is was a little bit more difficult. Yeah. I, I stick by my decision, but who do you got? I'm going to go with Pena. I was going to pick Nama Yunus, but Nama Yunus didn't beat the best woman in the world. <laughs> like, yeah, Pena just true. did. That, and, <clears throat> and it's, I, I don't even think Juliana Pena is better than Amanda Nunez or uh, Rose Nama Yunus or Valentina Shevchenko. It's just like, you just beat what somebody we were calling the all-timer, submitted her. Yeah, still is the all-timer. Yeah. yeah. Still but I'm is. saying you beat her. You beat yeah. her. Um, MMA is fickle. MMA is fickle. It if is. Pena were to, if Pena were to go out there and beat Nunez again, everybody take her off the list. Damn. That's cold-blooded. It's true, though. <sighs> yeah, maybe. I mean, Nunez is still a champ. That's tough. Um, MMA fans are the worst. <laughs> They're super fickle. Uh, I would too. still say, cool. She has a win over that. I understand that's definitely the biggest moment in women's MMA, but I'm giving it to Rose. Just her ability to come back, turn it on after she got slammed on her head in, in a weird like loss where it's like she was even winning that fight. Then she gets slammed on her head and it's over. So, but what she's been able to do to Wei Li Zhang, the, the knockout and then just standing toe to toe with her and just proving she's the better fighter. Something I didn't see coming. Not at sure. all. She's taking it to another level this year. And I'm not sure if someone's touching her for a couple of years. Like, I don't believe in Esparza like that, per se. Like, I, I don't know who else at 15 if you don't keep running it back between her and um, Joanna and Wei Li. Like, those three are the best, in my opinion. So if you feed other people to her, I think she beats everyone. Yeah, it's it's Rose. If Pena didn't beat Amanda, it was Rose. It's just it's Amanda. Yeah, you know, it's like I mean that's I, that's a good case. <laughs> and good you know, it's one of those things. Also, is like when Buster Douglas beat Mike Tyson, is he the best fighter in the world? No, but for that year, he is. I'll yep. give it to him for that that particular year. So I gave it to Pena, and I have no argument with Rose because Rose beating uh, Willie Zhang was a big fucking deal twice. Yeah, that's sound logic though. Fight of the year. This is tough. A lot of good candidates. Mm, wasn't that, it wasn't that tough. There's only two candidates for me. Okay. I guess I'll go first. 
I gave it to uh, Gagey Chandler. Because um, they just beat the shit out of each other. And then it went the distance. But they beat the holy hell out of each other. Um, and, it, and it lived up to the expectation, right? It, like, it was three rounds of them just beating the piss out of each other. And then Gagey won. And cool. The runner-up, though, which for me was Volkanovski and Ortega. Because that oh, fight was stupid. Amazing. The fact that Ortega sunk in that guillotine and Volkanovski was able to pop out of that shit is bizarre to me. I don't know how he did it. He popped out twice. Yeah, like he had, he <laughs> was in trouble. He was in deep trouble against a dude. And that's how I thought Ortega was going to win the fight. Remember, we did our predictions. Yep. I predicted Ortega to submit him because he'd leave his neck out there. Yeah, this dude just did. powered out of the shit. Just didn't care. <laughs> like he was like, I'm out of here, bro. But it, it, that's my runner up because Gaethje and Chandler was just violence from beginning to end. I wish Gaethje Chandler was five rounds. Yeah, well, I wish but for us, that for them, been, I would. Yeah, for, for their health and long-term career. Yeah, nah, Probably not the best of things. But that's my fight of the year anyway. Fuck it. I thought you were going to go the opposite direction. I thought you were going to go Volkanovski. Uh, a lot of people did. They went Volkanovski, Ortega, and that was an amazing fight. I was able to be there in person, cover that fight. Um, you were uh, in press row getting, yep. getting points of that. So that was great. Uh, that fight was very memorable. Good night. <laughs> but uh yeah no nah, i still chandler chandler gaethje just like you said we waited years years for this matchup it was everything we wanted it to be i still don't know how michael chandler survived me either because gaethje hit him with everything so that shit that shit was crazy can't wait to see gaethje Oliveira in 2022 knockout of the year this this one's this one's more difficult you go first I'm going with the Sanhagen knee. Hmm. Okay. That knee was so filthy. Poor Frankie Edgar. That's yeah, that was bad. that should have been career ending. That knee just landed perfectly. And the whole fight, they knew he wanted that. He tried it multiple times. Still hit it right on the button. Folded Edgar. That's my knockout of the year. But like you said, so many contenders. Yeah. I I like the one ESPN MMA posted, which I didn't even think of, but I think Brett, it was his list. And uh, he went with Pettis. That's my pick. Sergio Is Pettis. And, yes. Horiguchi Pettis. Dude, Pettis knocks out nobody. <laughs> like, Sergio Pettis doesn't knock out anybody. And he was losing to Horiguchi in that fight. And then he was just like, I'm going to throw a spinning back fist. And it fucking worked after a kick, after yeah. like a flail of a kick. Dog, there's no that's my knock of the year because it just what just like the Jake Paul thing. When we talked about Jake Paul knocking out Woodley last week and I was just like, there was nothing wrong at that point. And then it the, the, the punch happened and then uh, Woodley was dead. Same <laughs> thing with Horiguchi. He was winning. He was totally fine. Fight, fighting a guy who knocks out nobody stood yeah. through a spinning back fist and killed the man. <laughs> yeah, it looked look like someone hit him with a with a blow dart. Just, dog. Horigu- I pick Horiguchi. To, I pick Horiguchi to win that fight. I pick Horiguchi to just kind of own Pettis. And it was happening as I was watching. I was like, oh, this is easy work for Horiguchi. And then <laughs> I did 16 strikes through four rounds. Yeah, this is easy work. Look, dude, I didn't see the knockout. How about this? I thought Horiguchi was so far ahead, I went to go make a sandwich. <laughs> And I came back. 
and I heard the commentary. <laughs> yeah, I went to make a set because it was it was dominant. Like Horaguchi was dominating the fight, and I was like, man, I'm gonna go finish making the sandwich. So I had started making it for the main event started, and then I was like, oh, I'm a, I left everything out, so I ran downstairs and I came back, and Pettis was celebrating, and I was like, oh, he submitted him. That was my first thought. Then I looked in the group chat. <laughs> and then I saw y'all were talking about it. And that was like, wait, 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 wait. And I went back and I watched it. And I was like, oh, my God, a spinning back fist from a guy who knocks out nobody. All right. Knock out of the year. Definitely more shocking. Uh, Yeri had a crazy one, too. Spinning back elbow. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. That was insane as well. But <laughs> Venice does knock out no one. That was out of nowhere by every by every sense of the word. Um, submission of the year. This one's easy. Charles Oliveira. He backpacked Dustin Poirier and submitted the man standing up. Charles Holder. I picked Juliana Pena. Ooh. You submitted Nunez. Okay, but you're going. Okay. It wasn't I mean, like fancy. It's not like jumping on a world-class guy's back. Dog, this shit ain't gotta be. <laughs> the fact that you submitted a jiu-jitsu black belt who is the best fighter in the world that we all like, nobody's beating Nunez. You choked her out. It wasn't even her. in deep. Don't matter. He cho- she choked her out. It wasn't supposed to happen. It was not supposed to happen. And it happened. So, yeah, there's no <laughs> yeah, I sweep in your <laughs> yeah, yo, still she, can't believe she won that fight. I can't believe Juliana Pena won that fight. It's I, I've gone back and forth. This, this is like one of the biggest upsets in MMA history. You know, people compared this to Rousey and Holmes. And there were people that were just like Holly Holmes could win that fight. Nobody picked Juliana Pena to be Holly, uh, uh, Amanda Nunez. Nobody. And she choked her out. She made her tap. Yeah. Stopped her. Yeah. That's stupid. That's, that's absurd. That's disrespectful. Yeah. Damn. That's, I can't knock it for the impact. I just thought the other was a better submission. Comeback fighter of the year. This was tough. Yeah, this was a little bit different. Uh, am I going first? Yeah, yeah, I All want right. to see if we're in the line. I got two picks here. I'll be going back and forth. <laughs> okay. Julian Pena. Oh my God. <laughs> of course. I mean, of come course. on, guys. Of course. <laughs> here, here, let me explain. Because the this my other pick was this is your dylon, 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 yeah. dylon, dylon moment. <laughs> originally it was gonna be Global Tessera. That was my original pick before this fight happened. But then I started thinking about Julian Pena fighting Amanda Nunez, right? Biggest upset, biggest, big victory, all this shit. But I was looking at the night I was watching the fight. It's really, it's a bad indicator when the highlights are you on the ultimate fighter. That's bad. It's not great. (laughs) So if you think, if you think of Julian Pena's career, like, yeah, she got this title fight, but a lot of us was just like, she's just going to get murdered, right? She doesn't deserve to be here. Yeah. You got to remember, Pena was not, it wasn't like she was on some tremendous winning streak to get this fight. She just kind of got it. Because yeah. Amanda <laughs> beat up everybody else. It was just like, who's left? And Pena's like, I could beat her. And we were like, get the fuck out of here, Julianne. Talked herself into it. Right. And then she gets the fight. And we're all like, well, it's a massacre waiting to happen. That's why it's not in the main events. Co-main events. Nobody thinks she's going to win. And then she goes out and beats her. And now she's the number one woman's pound for pound fighter on a lot of lists. But, dude, here's the other reason why. Not only has she not had a great career, but you got to remember, she beat Sarah McMahon to get the title opportunity, which is crazy in itself, right? Like, who beat Sarah McMahon to get the title opportunity? But you know what happened the fight before the Sarah McMahon fight in 2020? 
She got submitted by Jermaine Durandamy. Oh, yeah. I mean, Durandamy is really fucking good. She's not a fucking submission specialist. No, not by no means. If you remember when that happened on this show, I was like, it might be over for Juliana Pena because you don't you getting submitted by a, a striker as a wrestler. It's that's it. Before that, she beat Nico Montano and then she got destroyed by Valentina Shevchenko. Her career was like over. And she beat Amanda Nunez. Come back five of the year. That's good. <laughs> Just sweeping the awards. Juliana Pena. Who was your second person? I told you, Glover Teixeira. Oh, Glover, Glover. Yeah, okay. motherfucker is 40,000 years old and became champion. Yeah. I forgot about that. But he was on a run. He was on a run. But that's why he gets it because, like... It was the culmination to the run? Yeah, I just, I couldn't believe it. Like, God damn, right. he did this shit. Now, that's amazing. Um, my comeback fighter of the year, Jose Aldo. He started throwing leg that's kicks cool. again. <laughs> like, that's, cool. that's it. As soon as he started throwing leg kicks... Fucking light clicked on, dropped the division. He's WC Aldo again. Yeah. That's I, yeah, it's like, yo, this guy found it. And he can go on a Glover to Sharon type run. I truly believe that. He definitely can. He definitely so, can. So, I mean, lost to the champ, which everyone loses to the champ, didn't look back. And he looked pretty good in that fight for a while. He did. So, yeah, I mean, Jose Aldo, my comeback fighter of the year. But Julianne Pena has a great case in a lot of these lists. So I can't knock that. Event of the year. Uh, I'll go first. I'm biased. Okay. UFC 266. I was there in attendance. It was my only UFC fight of the year. It had been a full year and a half since I covered a UFC event. I saw, I, my guilty pleasure. I love that Nick Diaz fight. <laughs> I loved it. I was cage sign. I loved every second of that fight um, until his nose shattered. And then Robbie is that was I was sports entertained by that by that fight, the spectacle of it. Um, and then also it had Volkanovsky in the main event, yeah. arguably one of the fights of the year. So, yeah, no, I, I mean, T-City's walkout with the purge was super dope. I, I liked everything about that event. Very good card. Not my pick. My pick, UFC 261. Usman knocking out Masvidal. Nami Yunus knocking out Whaley. Shevchenko knocking out Andrade. Hall breaking his leg. Uh, Wyman breaking his leg against Hall. Oh, Anthony God, Smith yeah. stopping Jimmy Crute. That's the main card. No fight on that main card went past the second round. None. Damn. What a good and- event. You're right. That knockout by Usman was crazy, too. And if you keep going, the, the close of the show, Randy Brown submitted Cowboy Oliveira. Then we had our first decision. Look, that is one, two, three, four, five, six fights <laughs> straight to close. It didn't get past the second round. Then we had a split decision. Brandon Allen beat Carl Robertson by the submission ankle lock where they were exchanging ankle locks. That was before that. So in between, so the whole card had four decisions. The entire card. 13 fights, four decisions. Everything else was a stoppage. With six straight to end it. Yeah, six straight to end it. Yeah, damn, and then that was it, a good card. And then that was, if I remember correctly, I believe, was that the first big fight with a big crowd? Ooh, the first that was a full capacity back? crowd. Yes, it was yeah, the first one back. That was definitely in front of fans. 
So it, they opened up the show with the women's fight with uh, Naliang and um, Karnalasi, I believe her name was. And they just went balls to the wall because the fans were super hype. It's my event of the year. That, that I wish I could have been there, even though I didn't want to catch COVID. But that shit looked bananas. Crazy. Yeah, not 100 percent agree. Damn, that's good. Mine was biased, but being impartial, I can't argue against that one. What a card. Masvidal just getting wrecked. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, he had no business being in there. No. It's amazing. Shevchenko handling business. Such a good card. Yeah, that was the head kick, right, by Joanna. Oh, yeah. Or not by Joanna, but by Rose. By Rose. Yep. Mm. Yeah. Damn, that's such a good card. It was a good year for UFC, man. Some entertaining it fights. Um, we didn't have – or did we? Did I put it on here? No, I mistakenly left it off. We had it for boxing. Um, the breakout athlete of the year. That I don't even know how to pick that one. I mean, that one's um I mean, there's there's a lot. I think last year we had Kamayev. It feels um, like he broke out again this year. <laughs> like I don't know what to do. No, it took it took way too long for him to fight this year. Um AJ McKee would be mine this year. Mm, do I by beating Pitbull and by being P- Pitbull in the fashion he did, we knew the kid was gonna be a star. He broke out. Yeah, yeah. Then Moreno, Moreno was last year. Damn, couldn't even give it to Moreno. Being figured out. Yeah, I mean McKee. I mean Juliana Pena would be another one. I mean, yes, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if if you wanted to, <laughs> I mean, you know. Oh my god, again. Yeah, I mean that's by definition she became a breakout star this year. That is, that's, that's, oh my god, that's nuts. <laughs> but yes, I would give it to AJ McKee because he can't just keep giving this woman awards. I mean, you uh, can. I mean, he can. Yeah. It's like Beyonce sweeping the Grammys. Like, just, oh man. Yeah, that's that shit's crazy. She had one hell of a year. That's the best performance this year. So um, let's hit the break real quick. Come back, wrap all this up with our music awards, hip hop and RB. This is always fun because you listen to a wild array of different shit. So Interesting to see where you vote, what I vote. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back to wrap this up with music. Pele leaned in and said something to Freddie. Don't let them change you. Keep working on what makes you different and what makes you special. It was great advice, but it caused me some problems. But what could change Freddie do? Soccer is going to explode and it's going to be around this kid. We were the Beatles. Everywhere we went, it was the Freddie Show. And with that came the expectation and with that came the pressure. New episodes of American Prodigy drop Tuesdays from Blue Wire Podcasts. All right, we're back. Let us close out our award show talking about music. Dre, I feel like this year was weird. Usually I listen to more music. Usually you listen to everything. But with quarantine, the Rona, everything like this year has just been a mess. And the releases have been up and down in music this year. So it's been hard to like plug in. But I did enough research to put together this list. So at the end, now that it's all said and done and wrapped up, what is your album of the year for rap? Tyler, the creator. I said it, when it It still stands. Nothing moves it. Nothing moves it at all. That's this. This was easy for me. No problem. Tyler Creator. 
Great album. I've said enough about it. I don't need to say anything else. After listening back and just seeing, you know, I've been traveling a lot, just knowing what I have in the headphones, what I've kind of prioritized listening to. I try to talk myself out of it, but I was like, yo, I keep going back to this one album. So it's my album of the year. Like, it's, it's that simple. That's Wale. Hmm. Florin too. Like, it's my album of the year. I don't think there's a bad song on it. No, it's great. It's a it's a great album. Florin too is exceptional. Yeah. Um, so I'm not mad at it. I just again, I've, like I've said with Tyler a million times, is how daring that album was, and how there's nothing else like it in the industry right now. So, but Cre- I, I'm not mad. Creative wise, definitely. Yeah. So, but Wale's Florin too is incredible. Yeah. So that is my rap album of the year. Album of the year R and B. Again, I'm not like a super R&B, nuts and bolts R&B head. I like songs. I listen to songs. My daughter listens to stuff. And I'd be like, oh, this is dope. Um, I haven't been able to like get into the Giveon kid. I know a lot of people like him. I haven't like sat down and been able to get through the whole project. Understand he has songs and he has a hit. Cool. I'm an album I really enjoy probably more than a lot of other people because I haven't heard like too much about it at all and it's so short but give me silk sonic and Never. i just i dislike bruno mars with a passion probably because his fans whenever he changed over his music style, i was like oh my god it just, his stuff annoys me i really like silk sonic it's a good album and it's it'll be on a lot of people's lists it was this was a weird year for r&b um See, mine is broadened beyond R&B because I don't listen to just R&B. And like the album I listened to most that was not an R&B album was Black Coffee. Um, and that's just... By who? So I can put No, this the, the artist's name is Black Coffee. Oh, the artist's name is Black Coffee. Yeah. Um, Interesting. It, yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's not hip-hop. It's, it's not really R&B. Um, the album's called Subconsciously. Sorry. Uh but I listened to it. I think it came out in February, and he's a he's a UK DJ, and he makes like house music. But the album, like I'll run down the list. Like Pharrell's on the album. Um, who else is on this album? Cassie's Cassie? on the album. What? Yeah, yeah. It, it's. I mean, this is this is my speed. Usher's on the album, and the worst song on the album, by the way. Uh, but it. I enjoyed the hell out of this album. And I played it a lot. One of my favorite songs, 10 Miss Calls, is incredible. That's the one with Pharrell on it. And the other song that I like a lot is uh, Wish You Were Here, which he dropped like two years ago, but he polished it up and put it on this album. It's great. So that's my favorite album of the year, but it's not necessarily an R&B album. I guess some people would call it dance electronic. But if you made me pick an R&B album of the year, it's probably Jasmine Sullivan's Hotels. I went back and listened to it again, and I was like, this is a really fucking good album. Summer Walker's still over. It's really good. It's not a great year for men in R&B. Um, Is it ever? When was the last time it was like a great year for men in R&B? I don't know. I'd have to really think about it. But it was like this year was like Jasmine Sullivan, her, uh, Snow Allegra. Uh, they, there was like a lot of really good. Pink Panther. Uh, Pink Panthers, I believe her name is. Um, yeah, Pink Panthers. I mean, there's. Yeah, it's tough for men in R&B. They didn't have like a great year. Yeah, uh, unless you count Silk like Sonic. This, there's this Tank interview where he's like, um, the reason, I think he calls into Joe Budden show. I think I saw the clip. And Joe Budden was like, yo, why are men getting washed in R&B? And uh, Tank took offense, like didn't take like real offense because they know each other. 
Um, but he had like a little, you know, social media rant about it. Joe Budden calls him up and they discuss it. And when they're talking about it, it was just like, Tango's like, the women in R&B have the luxury still of knowing like, yo, this is R&B. There's nothing blurring the lines. Like female rappers aren't trying to harmonize and do melodies and all this shit. Like they have their own lane of rap and you can tell they're rappers and you can tell R&B is still soulful in R&B. He's like male rappers and, and R&B artists, they've blurred the line so much where you get like a Tory Lanez, like what is he? Right. Like you, you get all these guys, Chris Brown raps, sometimes Trey songs raps, like everything's so blurred that you don't even know how to distinguish R&B anymore. He's right. What's his point? He's actually he's he's 100 percent right, because remember, we I think in the last year we we're talking about the you know, music of the certain era, like yep. the sound that defined it. I don't know what R&B sounds like in 2020 if it comes from a man. It sounds too much like rap. Yeah. It sounds too much point. like Drake. Yeah. yeah. Women can still make R&B music. Jasmine Sullivan, Sullivan can make an R&B album where the man is like they're, they're putting too much shit into music. Just I mean, there is like Gallant and Giveon and there's a few other guys that are making Leon Bridges are making R&B music. But for the most part, it's being dominated by like that Drake sound. Yep. And it sounds too much like rap half the time. And then it's just not good. So, yeah, Tank makes he's absolutely right. So, yeah, R&B artists. Let's see. So that was album of the year, R&B. Um, rap artist of the year. I don't know how to do this because it feels like it's, it's still Tyler for me. It's still but- <laughs> Yeah, mine, mine is uh, Tyler slash Cole. And that's just because I think Cole, when he has popped up on other people's stuff, has also bodied it. Like him and Wale have a huge hit together. Yeah. Like I- outside of his own album. Like Cole has done a lot of shit this year. Because when it comes to like... I mean, there's Conway the Machine for me is the other person that popped in my head because he's been bodying everything he touches. Yes. Um, so I put him on the list. It's just like Tyler just had this great album. So I'm just going to leave him as my rap artist of the year. So what? <laughs> no, yeah. Conway has been everywhere. He's been killing it. Smoking everything in sight. And that's another person. Tons of features. Never falling off. No. Um, yeah, that's crazy. So Conway's also a very good pick. Um, R&B artist of the year. Here, uh, same same thing. Like here, I wouldn't give to Silk Sonic. They're a band, so I gave it to Jasmine Sullivan. Yeah, it's yeah, it, it's it's. There's only three picks for it's either Jasmine Sullivan, her, or uh, Snow Allegra. Not Snow Allegra. Uh, Summer Walker. Who people love Summer Walker. Funny thing about Summer Walker is I like her other albums better than this one that she just put out, but still really good. And she really makes music that upsets people. Um, I feel like she definitely controlled the narrative around her album. It, it, oh, yeah. it dropped with a wave. Yeah, it did. So I can't knock that. But I feel like Jasmine Sullivan, like with the hotels thing, I feel like it had that same momentum and wave behind it. Yeah, I mean, Jasmine's just dope. Like, Plus, Jasmine has this incredible voice. Um, you know, and then there's the Adele album that kind of floated around this year that, that smashed records, but uh, wouldn't, I wouldn't put her in this category. Yeah, so, I'm gonna put Adele in here. Like not that she's not RB, but I just I'm put Adele. No. Um, breakout star of the year. But you said it's like, oh, this is a tough category. It is really hard for me to pick this. Like, not Koi Ray, huh? 
<laughs> Come on, man. Don't do that. <laughs> Terrible. I don't um, know who the breakout, like, I don't I don't know how you judge it because it's like, is it somebody people can be around? It's just like who took the next step? Mm. It doesn't have to be rookie of the year. I still don't know. Um, I don't know. Mine is also coming from one of my favorite albums of the year, but released two projects that are just mind blowing. Um, and proved he's way more than what I thought he was originally. And that's Russ. Oh, yeah, Russ. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the thing is, Russ has been around for a while, but he's been around for a while. But I thought he was like, oh, okay, he sings. He's like a hit maker, singing type dude. He might rhyme. No, this year he was like, oh, by the way, I spit, like really spit. Oh, and by the way, let me go get Primo on these two tracks. Let me go get some of the best rappers of any generations and, you know, share the mic with them. Those two projects, the all hip hop projects, include you know, Chomp and Chomp 2 are, are Chomp really, and Chomp 2. Crazy. really good. Really, really, really good. Crazy. Um, if those were both combined into one album, it'd probably be album of the year. It see Jack Harlow was last year. Harlow um, was last year. Damn. That's why I saw I don't I don't know who the breakout is. So I'll just go with whatever you say. Yeah, we both I think chose Harlow last year. Uh, or I went Harlow and you went Meg. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I believe it was Harlow and Meg. This year it's like I feel like Mulatto's been around for too long, but she took a step up this year. Oh yeah. It, um, man, it's it's dog, it's so hard for me to get into Lotto because I watched her on the rap game. It, <laughs> it just it's impossible for me to get past this little child image who could who like really valued the art of bars, and then nah, all of a sudden I she's think like, she just got her body done, I believe. Yeah, and it's like now I just want to sit on your face rap. And I'm like, wait, 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 that's too much. I feel like I'm watching like a kid just become like this. And it, I know it is a lot. Power. It's jarring. It is jarring. Especially She's killing power. it with that shit. She is killing it. I give her credit. She's making her money. It's just it is jarring. It's like watching my niece become this. And I'm like, I can't do this. <laughs> can't do it. <laughs> Turn that shit off. Put some clothes on. Yeah, it's too, Yo, it's too much. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, those those are like two candidates like Russ Lotto. Um, some people like how much bigger can they get? Like, this is the argument, and this is what I was thinking about RB artist of the year, and where do you classify someone, right? Because Doja Cat, even though I'm not the biggest Doja fan, I think she just went to a different stratosphere this year. Yeah, it's it's hard for me because I expected it. And she like, could be my RB artist of the year instead of Jasmine Sullivan, but is she RB? Some people count her as a rapper. She's just fucking talented. Yeah, I just I, I don't know. I don't know where to put her. Yeah, she's just she's just wildly talented. And it's like if we, if we're projecting, I'm sure we'll do a, a show where we're talking about what's going to happen next year next or so. Year. Yep. Like, dog, when Scissor's album drops, it's a wrap. You think? Oh fuck yeah! I don't oh. think I like the last project that, and I, I like Scissor. Oh, dude, it is when Scissor drops, it is over. Because the anticipation for it is ridiculous. And she put out a SoundCloud song. The I, I Hate You joint was just a throwaway. And it became number one on iTunes. On Apple Music, I mean. That's a throwaway. And it's dope. But I, so I, think, when, but I think when the album finally does drop, boy, it's, it's going to be rough. Because people have been waiting on that for a while. And I love the other album. I love The Weeknd. I love all that shit. I like I'm a big scissor fan, but uh I just think it's over for a lot of people when that album drops. God, my wife hates that scissor song. Which one? I hate you? The weekend. 
Oh, I love the weekend. Oh, she's like, this is like the worst cheating. It's like <laughs> every time it comes on, she goes into a rant with the girls. Don't you accept this? <laughs> it's the ultimate like get off my porch reaction wow uh, i'm like yo back in the 90s like they were doing the same shit like tlc had creep that's all we did was dirt like every yeah, song about just... doing dirt and take me back <laughs> every every song in the 90s was also side chick side girl like you know side guy type shit yeah we had opp we had million songs Everything was creeping and doing dirt. Every song. Every single one. Somebody sleeping in my bed or getting yeah. cheated on. Yeah, it's like, like damn. It's, take it's, me back. You're on one end of the spectrum. You were the man or the woman cheating or you were getting cheated on. I was like, damn, nobody faithful in the 90s. So I was like, oh, you can't be a hypocrite. <laughs> like, nah, like, that was your shit back in the day. Yeah. Uh, but no, yeah, I think people are looking forward to SZA. Kalani drops a new project. She'll give SZA a run for the money. Yeah. Um, I saw Kalani the other day. I was like, oh shit, I forgot she was still singing. I don't think she'll give Scissor a run for money, but she'll it'll be a big that goal. last project was good. It's good, but I am telling you, the, the anticipation for Scissor's album is ridiculous right now. All right. And then best producer. I feel like I say last hit boy, like hit, boy hit boy, hit boy, hit two boy, years in a row. Boy. He's going yes. back to back. Yes, we gave it to out, him last year unanimously. No, he put out King's Disease 2 and Magic. Like hit boy, hit boy, hit boy, hit boy. It's this there's no question. Last year he had more diversity. Last year he had sure. Benny, sure. he had Sean, he had Nas. I don't care, it's hit boy. Still hit boy. It's, all right, it's, listen, it's I can't boy. knock that. I can't knock that at all. Hit boy back to back. I was trying to look and be like, yo, who else is just crushing it this year? Um, Nas nah, hit boy. It's hit boy. It's like, man, you you gave us two Nas albums in a year, and they're both really dope. And that's where he, like, no one else is really doing full projects. No. Which is the tough part. Because people, there's been, like, producers who cranked out huge singles this year. And, like, several. But is it projects? No. They're like, no. This is the year of Hit Boy. He just just crushed it. I think he's going to be the, we asked ourselves, like, who's who's the producer of the, 2010s right like who defined that era who was like the mega producer it was hard to find hit yeah. boy is going to be that for 2020 through 2030 i mean that's a long ass time i can't that's shit changes but shit does change but I, I think like production is so different like is primo what he was in the 90s no but he's still primo you know like i'm just saying like i think he's going to be that guy where you're like yo he is like the not i don't want to call him a legend already because he's going through it but he has legendary shit with drake already he he's had so many different styles not like he just started in 2020 but the run that he's on i i think he's going to be this you know generations it produces he's going to be like they're just blaze how long was just blaze around like at his top five years for a while i mean he's still here if he wants no he's again they're all still here but when they're like the it guy it was like five years so Hit Boy is like three deep already. Yeah, it's it's tough because like, you know, that once upon a time, Polo the Don was the fucking man. Was Swiss Beats? Yeah. Well, I've never been a big fan of Swiss yeah, you never. But I'm saying he had a three year window when it was like, yo, Swizz is. I mean, Timbo's window was way longer than most. But I think Hit Boy could be like a Swiss Beats, like a Just Blaze, where we talk about him in that ilk. 
I mean, he's that he's really talented. So it's like I I, I don't put anything past it. I just you know probably surpassed like mustard. Like at all these guys yeah. now. Ten years is a long time. It to is. Be on top Mike will made it's approaching ten. People still care about Mike will made it like that. I, I don't know. He has a hit every now and then. If you give me another Ray Schremer album, I'll care. Oh God. <laughs> I'm, I'm waiting waiting for that one but not like again the producer windows aren't that long anyway even our favorite producer like primo went what eight, 91 through 97 98 i mean primo primo never like really went he away never fell off but i'll give him like early gangster like primo's here early yeah. so 90 through maybe 2000 like boom i mean th- dude like you if you go down primo's catalog i mean you go from the gangstar albums to things he did for other people i mean you work with jay it, you go through everything he's done i mean recently prime you know this royce yeah yeah, yeah. i mean he's still still chugging along but his his prime was like 10 years i don't know if there's a prime for primo because you give me a primo beat now and i'm still could be in his prime shit i mean he gave russ a beat that was incredible (laughs) no yes yeah i mean he has a very specific style um but no yeah it's just one of those things it's like yeah like you are the man for those years like hit boys the man gotta do it two more years to really submit himself but i i don't see anyone else even close in that race granted i don't know who produces all these young whippersnappers I just saw the Juice World documentary and I was like, I was troubled by that. Let's just say that. Because it was troubling. Yes, by many, many aspects of that documentary just troubled me. That's a whole, uh, that's a whole, whole different other conversation. Whole different conversation. Maybe we'll talk about that in the new year when we're back in studio or something. But that, that shit was crazy. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's been an interesting year. Um, can't wait to be back in the studio January 9th. It's going to be fun. Hopefully everyone appreciated all of these awards. It's fun breaking it down into three categories now and, and then throwing in hip hop as well, throwing in gaming, everything we like. We were able to touch on on our award show, television, movies, so fun. We appreciate everyone for another year of following us. We are, Dre, we are a couple of months away from year seven of the Corner Podcast, rolling into year eight. That's we're cool. almost seven years completed. Why do you guys still listen to us? <laughs> you haven't killed me yet for one of these hot takes. Not yet. No, uh, I've not been killed nor fired. So we, we you're all good. Uh, Dre has not walked off set for any of these hot takes. If I had said the Prince hot take, you might have might have left. But outside yeah. of that, I, I told the line very well. Now we appreciate you all. You know, nothing but great health, prosperity in the new year. Again, that comes with being healthy. Take care of you, your family. Let's push for, for new heights, bigger things, more success. I feel like the old man, you crush it every year, but I feel like this year it's going to be hard to like wrangle you in because uh, so many things on the table and just so much is going up, up, up. So I, I'm glad we still make time for the podcast. We have this podcast. It's growing. We have a jumbotron. So that's uh, <laughs> a lot of fun stuff in this upcoming year. But yeah, man, uh, you know, sky's the limit for you. Yeah. You know, I'm, you know, Dre's going to be my famous friend. Wow. We met you on the Breakfast Club last year. We'll probably be on the Breakfast Club this year. So, like, a bunch of, like, real random, like, stupid shit in your future, which is amazing. I can't wait to watch it. i um, sure everyone else feels the same. We appreciate all of you guys. You know, Corner Club going strong. Um, I brought my wife a Cree cut. 
here for Christmas. So expect some merch. <laughs> I feel like some more merch got to be coming and put this gift to use. Um, now we truly, we, we appreciate everything you guys do. If you're in Vegas, you know, come by the Win Hotel. We are there. Blue Wire Studios. Shout out to Blue Wire, the network, really um, helping us grow in this past couple months since we really locked in. Really excited for the next year with them. We appreciate everyone. Can't wait to be back in studio. Live show, I believe, to start the year because it's a Sunday, right? So we're going live on Twitter. Going to come back with pro wrestling because we have three nights of Wrestle Kingdom. We have WWE day one. Just so much stuff to recap. AW, a ton of stuff to talk about. Um, coming into to the new year, boxing MMA is not really rolling. They gave us a couple weeks off. So, hey, let's take advantage of it. Let's throw in some pro wrestling. So it's, it's going to be fun. In the meantime, follow us on social media, at Corner Podcast on Twitter, at Corner Club for Life on Instagram. Follow me, at Kel Dansby, him, at Andreas Hale on all platforms. Follow producer Cole Baby at Coltrane, C-O-A-L-E, on Twitter as well. Show him love. Shout out to Antoine holding down at a booth. Not today because we're remote, but starting on the next show, Antoine is back. Everyone, none but love. Stay healthy once again. Till next time, we're out. Peace. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.